pressure, pressure coming. Pressure coming in. Pressure, pressure coming. Pressure coming in. You are now tuned in to the Losers Out podcast. I am your host, Brandon. I'm in the studio again, once again, with my partner, my guy, Naeem. How you doing, my guy? What it do, baby? What's going on, people? And as always, we got our boy, Eddie, in the back, doing his thing. How you doing, Eddie? What's up, fellas? Um, I'm a concerned American, but we move, as they say. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that. Well, that was profound. Your favorite player's favorite podcast. You know what we do here. We do NBA news, fan talk, and business for going the game. And today we got a little special episode for y'all. We're going to do a little talk here um, about activism, not only in basketball and in the rest of the sports, but all over the world and stuff like that. And we're also going to start doing a little series where we review anime for you guys, uh, this basketball anime for you guys that I think you guys might enjoy if you guys give it a try. Facts. So, it's definitely, you gotta go into it with an open mind. The way I see it, it was it was very interesting. I don't know if you're gonna start the show with it, but it was very interesting, so. Now we'll leave that towards the, um, sorry, um, towards the middle of the episode. We should, I think we should start with this whole situation going on right now with um with the protests right now, like kind of all, all over the country, really. Um, and we have a lot of athletes being very vocal about their their support for the for the movement and for for stuff like that. But and we have a lot of people saying that they can't condone what the violence and stuff that they're seeing out on the streets. What's yeah, yeah uh, it's definitely a very polarizing topic right now. Even though it really shouldn't be like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be one of the people that's like calling for violence and say anybody should be hurt or anything like that. But it's definitely at a point where if you really have a problem with the protest going on, then you're not like really focused on the on the larger problem at hand. That's how I feel about it really. And like I think having people with the with the larger platform actually give awareness and participate in the conversation definitely goes a long way, you know, for someone to log into their Twitter and then see someone retweet with like 50,000 likes and comments and stuff and just be like, like just fuck the establishment or something like that. Yeah. If you're not fully aware of the, of the context, you're just going to be like, yo, what the, like, no, don't do that. But then when you have people like, LeBron or Jalen Brown or Dennis Smith, who are actually on the front line. Well, I know Dennis Smith is actually in North Carolina, but when you have people on the front lines and actually breaking it down for people who want to listen to what they have to say, that's how I think you 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 have opportunity to spread the correct information. You know what I mean? Because a random person is not going to want to listen to me or you. They're not going to be like, "Let me hear this guy out." But if LeBron's talking, they're going to be like. Let me watch this eight-minute video. What he's talking about, you know. So and it's, weird. And it's, it's definitely know, important for those guys to speak out. What was that? I mean, and it's it's weird too that you know, as a, we as a country are looking towards these like athletes and these icons for advice in trying times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I actually like it when they state their opinion. I think it's good. But I also don't see anything wrong with athletes who choose not to be vocal for whatever reason. Like, I have no problem with, for example, in, in The Last Dance, they mentioned how Jordan wasn't um, coming out in support of this uh, political candidate in Chicago. But I, I don't see any problem with it, really. Because, you know, some that's some guys really do believe, like, this is all I come to do. Um, I need... I need to keep some thoughts to myself. Like I, I, I don't have to be so forward facing for everybody. It's not, it's not really my job to do that. And that's to each their own, but I'm also a, a very, I will lend a, an ear to those athletes who do choose to speak. I have no qualms of them using their big platforms to do their thing. I don't know. I feel like those situations are a little different, like endorsing a political candidate I can see you wanting to be a little bit more reserved about that because it's like, for some reason, people are so reserved and private with who they actually vote for. But just saying something like justice for George, Black Lives Matter, that Derek Chauvin should be arrested, things like that. I don't I don't know what's, what's the benefit of not saying anything like I don't know. I guess I could see the the cons of it. You might come off a certain way or losing endorsements or whatever, getting some kind of reputation or whatever. But like, it's very different. And I think it's more important for you guys, for people to speak up, especially the ones who don't normally, because it's just like, all right, if this guy who's normally reserved, normally out of the conversation, actually felt moved enough and impacted enough to actually say something, then this is something I should take seriously. Yeah. Like, one of the, I would say one of the people that, I don't know about surprise, but who I think have definitely made a conscious effort, I think Kyle Korver and JJ Reddick are like two people who are, yeah. anytime something's happening, they're one of the first NBA guys, one of yeah. the NBA allies to like actually. Like, they got, they got plays at the cookout for sure. Oh, God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man. But just another another shout out to some NBA players who are actually on the front lines making sure that the right information is getting out and the right story is being told. Also want to give a shout out to Steven Jackson and Carl Anthony Towns, who are literally in Minnesota at that original press conference. Like I think it was like a couple hours before it was announced that Derek Chauvin was actually arrested. And I think those are two people who definitely deserve a highlight for them because this is someone that Steven Jackson knew personally. And I don't want to say like, I guess it's expected of him to, to be out on the front lines because this is someone that you knew, but he's gone to a whole nother level and is really like going to bat for this yeah. guy. And now I'll also give him a big shout out to Carl Anthony Towns because not only being the star player of the Minnesota Timberwolves, but Earlier this this year, he lost his mom to COVID. And so this is something that it has to be fresh in his mind. Like, I don't even know if they've had the services or, or not or anything like that, because I know everyone's whole situation is impacted by this. I've had someone I lost during this quarantine as well. But for him to be so mindful of that and still be like, I'm, I'm willing to risk my own health to be out there and, and protest for this guy 
that's another sign that this is really like larger than our one person or one institution. Yeah. Like this is a whole big nationwide thing, you know? So yeah, to everybody out there listening, um, like be careful out here. Like just remember, know your rights. Um, you don't really have, you don't have the right to be detained without probable cause. Um, if you get stopped by the cops, make sure you regular routinely ask, are you being detained? Because if they, if they refuse to answer the question, you are then able to ask, am I free to go? Um, and they have to legally, they either have to detain you and state that they're detaining you or arrest you or whatever, but they can't just, um, keep you indefinitely. So just know y'all rights guys. And if you def if you feel moved to to participate in anything, I would advise doing a buddy system. Like, <laughs> don't be out there alone. Go out there. Let people know where you're at, where you're going, what you're doing, just so that people can be accountable for you. And you know, just there's people out there that's gonna want to know. So let oh, them know. I, I also tweet out a link for a. Uh, conference that you guys can look into they, they have um things you can donate things you can buy to, to to support it or you can actually go to the conference it's every year it's called the white privilege conference super interesting um they don't just talk about race they also talk about sex ability income and other uh social identifiers so check that out guys but uh i think let's we can start moving more into the lighter parts of the pod. Let's let's start talking about this show, bro. Okay, like, what's it? What's it called again? What's the full name? All right. So I I've watched this show before, and I suggested it to and I suggested it to Naeem. It's called Kuroko No Basket, and it's this anime. Um, it's a basketball anime, and I don't really want to give anything. Any description I give you, the show's gonna give it away. But it's basically about like a high high basketball players in high school. And them like trying to compete to be the best. So you just kind of have to watch it. In from there, there is a it's it, it's a pretty amazing show. It has like a little over a hundred episodes. And y'all got time on your hands? Facts. So you might as well check it out. Um. So we watched the first couple episodes, and as someone who. I would. I don't know if I would call myself an anime fan, but there's definitely some animes I like. Like I've watched like My Hero, Hunter Hunter, um, Death Note, Death Note, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto. I guess the good ones. I haven't gotten to like One Piece and Bleach and the deep cuts. I guess I'm still a rookie anime fan, and I don't know. It's kind of like watching. I don't want to say Game of Thrones, but it definitely starts off slow. Like you watching it at yeah. first, like, yo, what is this? Like, what a what a hoopers at? What a ball for that? But they're just like, explaining the teams. Like the way I was making jokes about while watching it is like that little pregame warm up where you hear Common or Kendrick Lamar talking and hyping up yeah. the storylines for for the for the game you about to see. That's pretty much what the first like two episodes is like. But then. At a certain point, they really do get the ball, and then you're like, yo, this guy's a problem. It really feel like you're watching YouTube highlights, especially with the opening sequence. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. They have um, – like, you're going to see, like, there's a lot of 
interest. I mean, it is an anime after all, so there's like a lot of interesting things the characters can do. But there's also like legitimate basketball concepts and um, things like, for example, I think it was in the second episode we were watching. They were there was trying to play a zone. The, yeah, there was a player on the team that was dominating, so they were just like, "I right, let's play a zone," and it was actually a box in one zone. So, which is like not only a basketball concept, but it's like a pretty advanced um, basketball concept for somebody who doesn't know anything about basketball. Mm-hmm. So I, I, when I first started watching the show, I was like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. Like, I didn't think that they would have something like that. In the yeah. Show. Like that's the, that's the thing too. I was kind of skeptical. Like, yo, know, anime is mad, like dramatic and fantastical extraness. Like, I don't know how they're going to make something so simple as a basketball game actually translate to an anime but they do a pretty good job of it yeah. and it and it's it got all the elements of an anime like that protagonist that re, like revenge storyline that redemption storyline you got the the exaggerated like abilities all that cool stuff yeah. for real but then it's also like he's pulling up from three he's he's boofing on big his heads they diamond in there, like <laughs> not, you know, I'm laughing because it's like it, I don't know how else to to describe it. Like they really be balling in there, but with anime abilities. <laughs> For real. So if you if you gave a chance to oh, my hero or, or Hunter Hunter or anything, like you might as well give this a chance. I'm giving it I'm giving it a, a good grade so far. I can't wait till you see that like them use like other abilities and stuff. So, oh yeah, so let's start talk like a little more specifics. So like I think we you met one of so one of the characters so there's like a group of people in anime called Generation of Miracles, which is like the best basketball players in Japan. It's, it's like a the five best basketball players in Japan that were all on the same team in middle school. And they all have like wild abilities and they're just like mad like really good at basketball. And so far, we've only met the sixth member, who was like their sixth man, and one guy. And his ability is that he's able to copy things after seeing it happen one time. So, how do you feel about that? Seeing the, the power of the first guy. Um, I'm not gonna say that the power of the first guy. Well, we'll we'll let people figure it out. Hear a little bit about the the well, show. No, not, not the first guy. I meant the the. The other character, um, the guy who can copy stuff. Oh, oh, oh. How'd you feel about his uh, power? I, I liked it. It's like, I don't know how to describe it, but the way they use it in the show, it was like, oh, this guy's about to be a problem. Yeah, it's like, uh, and he gets better as the, like his competition gets better. So it's like an interesting dynamic. Exactly, exactly. That's the whole thing, too. I think. That was one thing he they were talking about in the show. They were about to play against each other and they're like, Oh, they're too good. They're about to crush us. And they're like, now nah, it's better to play against people who are who are better than you. So that's a, that's the other cool thing about the show, is like it's just giving good lessons and stuff like that, I guess. So for the young people, I guess that's not really who we're talking to right now. We're talking to some people who are ready ball, but other people who are getting into basketball, those young kids who would watch Naruto or whatever, they'll see this too and be like, all right, yeah, I'll go out. 
Oh yeah, um, I, I know one moment that you like was the that when the the practice game was gonna start and um they was talking shit and so homie they start off the game by throwing a, a, a oop to start the game and he breaks the rib on some shaft. Oh shit. yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, so that's another thing too. Like, and we said it starts slow, but within the first couple episodes, he r- literally threw the oop like off the inbound. Yammed it, broke the rim, and then the coach was like, "Nah, now you, now you wallet. Like now we about to unleash on you. Like when you got the other coach mad, <laughs> that's how you know yeah. you're, you're doing your thing." Right, it's a good show, y'all. Definitely check it out. So y'all gotta check it out so we can talk more about it because we we saying a lot of stuff, being real vague about it because we don't want to give too much away. But I mean, what, what, once we get rolling, we're gonna get you know we'll start watch, we'll start talking more in depth after we get you know to. The point third or fourth episode that we talk about this we'll start talking more in depth because hopefully y'all will be ahead of us um facts y'all better be yeah, like you know it's just an interesting show like they have i think they also mentioned specific nba players or like abilities in this too yeah so you're gonna see mad you'll be hyped yeah like that's another thing watching the show you the way people play you're like yo he plays like 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 Vince Carter, he played like Shaq. He played like Rondo. He played like Jason Kidd. He played like KG. You're gonna you're gonna be seeing it, and you're just like, yo, nah, this is this is lit. Especially on top of the fact, there's no other basketball to watch. So watch these guys turn up on the court and do some some lit stuff. Like um, this guy, one of our, we were watching um the show with somebody, and he doesn't really watch anime like that, and he saw there was a pass, and he was like, oh. And he was like, "Damn, this, like, this might be it." <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not. We're trying to be PC, but he was definitely. Eh, oh, nah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I. But I. Right, so we can start winding down a little bit. Um, you know, y'all know what time it is. It's garbage time. But y'all, but y'all, it is y'all first time. First off, y'all fucking up. Facts, facts. We we y'all drop a hit after hit after hit after hit. Like y'all, better be tuning into the episode. Side. Follow us on spot. I mean, spot. Follow us on Spotify and iTunes so y'all can be in tune. But garbage time is a time where we just one of us just goes off for five minutes on any topic we really want. Um, this week Naeem has the pleasure of taking the floor, and he's on. Talk to y'all a little bit. Okay. So for this week's garbage time, I want to focus on one of the three pillars of loser get, losers out. And that's for growing the game. We have a tremendous opportunity on our hands to reshape the game of basketball as it's played on the worldwide scale. And the current leader of the basketball association, Adam Silver, has repeatedly said that he wants to go to a more European style, or not European style, but a more soccer, football style, that FIFA kind of style. So with the first decision to exclude some teams from this little playoff race, this playoff bubble, is the first step into going to a relegation system that they have in FIFA. So I'm not the hugest soccer fan, so... You got to correct me if I'm wrong or if the listeners have something to say about it. 
you could eat a Frank, but you could also let me know where I'm wrong. But it's like, I'm pretty sure there's like three different levels. There's like those top teams. So let's choose one. Let's choose one league. Like let's say um, Spain, right? They have those, those, those top teams like Barcelona, um, Real Madrid, whatever. And then there's another league of whacker teams like Sevilla or something like that or like uh, whatever. So there's like the good teams, the eye teams, and the ass teams. So the NBA should do the same thing. The NBA should be like FIFA. That's like the whole governing body of basketball is like FIFA and NBA are equivalent. And then the people that's trying to play for that, the rings, that should be tier one. They should be called like the A. And then the second tier teams. Oh, so in that first team, that first tier is going to be like 10 teams. Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Raptors, whatever. Then the second tier, we can call that the G League. <laughs> and that's going to be the teams like the second tier teams, the Mavericks, the Pacers, the Heat, or whatever. And then that last tier is just fucking, you call them like NCAA or something because they're trash. That's going to be like the Bobcats and the, and the, well, the Warriors type this year. Um, and those, those whack teams. And then, so based on one season, you know, you have your standings and all that. And then the next, like over the summer, over free agency and stuff, you'd be like, all right, the top team of the G league, the top two teams, y'all did so well. Y'all can come up to the A and those two teams from the A y'all don't make the cut no more. So you got to drop back to that middle tier. And then you can also expand it, expand it as well. So you can have some G League teams be part of that second and third tier. And then you can have more of the NBA teams part of the first and second tier. And this gives an opportunity for coaches to move up, for players to move up, for like general managers to move up. Every part of the team building, organizing system, it's a chance to show what they can actually do. So for someone to actually move from that like third tier into that first tier and stay there for a couple years, that's going to be someone that's like eligible for that GM of the year title and things like that. So that's my, that's my garbage time for this week, but I would love some feedback on that whole system because all 30 NBA teams should still be able to play against each other for the sake of fans being able to see their favorite player. But that relegation system really makes sense to me. Like, If you know that the Charlotte Hornets are not going to have a chance, why even give them hope? Like, yo, you know this is not your year, so you need to work to get to this level. And you don't have to worry about no draft picks and other BS stuff like that, like people tanking and all that. Because it's like, you got to win your league, so it's always going to be something to win for. There's no point in tanking, I guess, is what you want to say. How you feel about that? Um, I like it because it just keeps, like, the turnover. Like, for example, like, there's organizations in basketball now who are just complete cesspools of management and just, like, don't have any idea what the fuck they're doing. Like, the Kings have been, like, that way for a while. The Suns are famous. Yeah, for, like, that's what I'm saying. For, like, the last few years, like, the only thing they have going for them is th- they have them having a good medical staff, which is, like, I mean, it's something to brag about, but if that's the best thing you guys got going for you, then maybe not. But you know, it keeps it keeps guys who do a good job in power. 
that's why I like a relegation system because it's just it's like a meritocracy. Like if you earned it, you earn it. Mm-hmm. So you got to do exactly. So the Spurs would be there all the like the Spurs. They're a team that they won five championships in twenty years, but they never lost less than. They never had a less than 50-win season. But then you have a team like the Lakers who also won five championships, but they had seven years in a row not making the playoffs. You know what I mean? So stuff like that. Like After the third season, I'm like, all right, we're going to give another team the chance to be in the, in the A. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Yo, Adam Silver, holler at your boy because I'm giving you dimes crazy. every week. Like, I'm giving you gems. I'm giving you money every time I drop an episode. And I'm not doing this for free no more, bro. Adam Silver, holler at me. I'm not playing no more, bro. For I come into your office. I know you got an NBA headquarters in New York, bro. So stop yeah, playing. He's a pretty progressive commissioner, too. So, he, you know, he could probably, he probably, he might do something. You never know. But, um, I think that's it for us today, guys. Um, this is, once again, this is the Losers Out podcast. You can find us anywhere y'all can find podcasts, Spotify, and um, Apple Podcasts. One thing we will start doing is, we have some reviews right now on Apple Podcast. You guys should leave a review. We're gonna start reading some live on the pod, and maybe we'll do something with that. Who knows? If you leave a review, maybe maybe we maybe we'll hook y'all up with a little some some. Who knows? We'll see how we feeling. I'm feeling that day. But you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Losers Out Pod. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter also at B Level Comedy. Nine, where can people find you? You can find me at Kuji Triz, K-U-J-I-I-T-R-I-Z-Z underscore. 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 So, yeah, that's that's all we got for y'all. We don't got no, nothing about Durfin this week. <laughs> um, Yo. Oh, man. Oh, man. Durfin, bro. You know what's something else that's weird? I, when you brought up that word derfing, for some reason I couldn't stop thinking of um, fairly odd parents. Like I was just like, I don't know what it is. It's just I think I was thinking of like blubber or something like that. But there's something going on, and to and fairly odd parents that makes me think that just relates derfing to fairly odd parents. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know why. Parents is the pioneers for derfing. <laughs> Um, that's my takeaway from what you said, at least. Um, maybe, maybe. Man, this is a short episode. Yeah, no, that's, that's what we're, you know, we're doing our thing, but we can stop. We're, we're good now, right? All right, peace, y'all. <laughs> That's your switch. Hold this for that ice run through my veins. I never miss. Going on my life is so insane since I got big lit. These niggas in my face like, why the fuck y'all in my business? That's a switch. That's a switch. That's a switch. Hold this for that ice run through my veins. I never miss. Going on my life is so insane since I got big lit. These niggas.